fellow Americans. We've got to do a better job of getting across that America is free. Every man, woman, and child had a right to a future of freedom. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Tagline Podcast brought to you by Tag Strategies. If this is your first time joining us, this is a podcast on pop culture, politics, possibility, what's coming up, and what our thoughts are on it. I'm Erin Perini, one of your co-hosts, joined today by Christian McMullen. Christian, how are you? Good. Friday. Friday. It's Friday. So excited. Everybody got an extra special treat of me just singing right there, voice of a generation. Christian, voice of a generation. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) People can't hear your nods. We've talked about this. Well, everybody, we are very excited. The weekend is coming. It is finally fully spring here in D.C. And uh, we're really going to have to start on a somber note, though. I'm going to do something I don't always do and admit I was wrong. I said that CNN Plus would make it to June. And it made it to, like, the day after our recording before they shut it down. That's right, folks. CNN Plus is shutting down at the end of the month. Uh, Really need to pour one out here for CNN Plus, because who would have thought if you just repackaged the same crap that CNN gave you, it wouldn't be a successful online subscription platform. But here we are. Yeah. Yeah, not not the only uh, streamer struggling. Obviously, the big big news of Netflix losing people. I, I I think it's one of those situations where, when you don't offer enough, and you incentive like there's there's when you don't offer enough of what the people want. Exactly, CNN's numbers are in the tank. Yeah. they are so low for all of their demographics and on primetime. And you know what those geniuses thought? Like, this is how ignorant the media machine is. They were like, you know what's going to help boost our ratings? Putting the same crap somewhere else. It's like you're walking down the street and your dog takes a poop and you pick it up and put it in, you know, a plastic grocery bag. Or heck, you put it into a Chanel bag. Uh, No, it's it's still dog poop, just like in a prettier package. It doesn't make it better. It just makes it in a different package. It doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think, I think CNN plus is one of those victims of the just generic large, big company group think where everyone's like, well, what if we did a streaming service? I mean, like, this is Zucker. No one arrogance. Asked. Yep. Yeah. No one really asked for this. It again, it, when you are when you're a network like CNN and you're taking eyeballs off of your actual product, which doesn't have many eyeballs to begin with. Yep. If you yell into the void, folks, and then you yell into the other side of the void, it doesn't mean more people hear you. It just means you're screaming in two different directions. <laughs> I, listen, have I met some good reporters at CNN before? Yeah, I have. There are some good like there are good people that work there. I've got no problem with that. But the idea that people wanted more of the thing they're already rejecting just shows how the corporate media thinks so highly of itself and does not understand regular American people. Yeah. And one of the more interesting things moving forward, too, will be what happens to the a lot of the personalities. They they poached a number of personalities from you know other companies. Chris I Wallace. Don't, I don't Hunt. know how Chris Wallace thought... 
I'm going to take my viewing audience from Fox News Sunday to CNN streaming. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that lack of self-awareness across the board. I think it's one of those situations where when you get offered a certain amount of money and and a lot less work, probably, then you have to take it. But now, you know, is he going to play himself back into having now a a linear TV show? Who Um, knows? Who knows what happens to all that? Uh, You know, you can't I can't care what happens next to to like the the people that like they brought over in this way only because nobody nobody should have thought that this was a good career move to try and go over to a network that wasn't that isn't journalistic in its focus that doesn't have the numbers to support it and certainly there was no place in the market for more of the stuff that's not working i yeah i'm going in circles i i just all i have in my head right now is that vitamin c graduation song like as we go on we remember all the month we had together and that's really just like how I feel right now about CNN. Like, you know, we're just going to, you know, look at the fond memories, maybe pour one out and then go on to the next thing, which for us is about uh, Russian tennis stars being banned from competing on the world stage. Yeah, a little tennis talk. So Wimbledon is coming up and the... Are you a tennis fan like you're a golf fan? Um, I'm, I pay attention to tennis. Huh. I don't... I'm less of a like direct fan. I don't, I don't have a player that I particularly root for, but I mean, Wimbledon's a, is a great event. Kim and, and Terry Pagula, the owners of the Buffalo bills, their exactly. daughter is a tennis star. Yep. Yeah. Tennis is one of those things where that's it. That's, that's my tennis knowledge Yeah, is, and it's only because of the Buffalo bills. She's pretty good. She's pretty good. Um, she is. but yeah, really interesting kind of worlds colliding Wimbledon, you know, one of the most revered sporting events in all of, I do know that. Mm-hmm. Yep in the world and, uh, you know, forcing basically blocking Russian athletes from performing or, uh, is, is one of the, is really interesting, especially because some of these athletes have already taken stances against the war. They've, they've sort of done everything you could ask for, um, in these positions for saying the right things, doing the right things, what people asked of athletes to bring attention to the anti-war effort a lot of these athletes have done it and are still being banned. And I think it, I think it sets a pretty bad precedent for, I kind of, I don't, you know, listen, they live in a country that is currently committing war crimes and atrocities. It reminds me really a fair comparison to this is the Beijing Olympics. There was a lot of talk about boycott Would the United States boycott. Should the athletes boycott? Should there be a diplomatic boycott because China is committing genocide and they're, a terrible nefarious actor in the world stage. They should not have the Olympics. And there was a lot of back and forth here in the United States about, well, you hurt the athletes when you do a boycott. You do. And so it's kind of the argument here, like, well, the athletes are being punished for the actions of their president. In this case, um, I could see it both ways where no, that Russia should be completely isolated and banned and feel like the outsider that they are because what they're doing is so egregious. And I'm sorry to the Russian tennis players who have worked their careers and can't play at Wimbledon this year because Vladimir Putin is a murderous dictator. I feel bad for them. Also, I understand that like this isn't their fault and they shouldn't have to be punished for somebody else's crimes. But Russia in every way should feel isolation. So for me... I kind of fall on the side of, I'm sorry, but you you live in a country with a murderous dictator who is now committing war crimes in Ukraine and causing war in Europe. 
I'm sorry that you can't play at Wimbledon. And in fact, I'm not sorry you can't play at Wimbledon. I like I I I understand both sides of the argument, but for me, I'm fine with them not playing. They should Russia should feel isolated, and it should be an entire global story about how Russia is completely isolated from the world because they're such a bad actor. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in, in this in this instance, I, I it is it's a little bit more understandable. I I I think a lot of people would are, um, you know, probably more concerned about like slippery slope, like what the next type of situation is. And I mean, every it's one of those shoes on the other foot. Yeah, like, I mean, every situation has to be looked in at at, at, at its actual merits. But in this case, Wimbledon, I'm, I'm cool with it. But, you know, there are other sports right now that have Russian athletes that play like the NHL that they don't have that ban. So yep. it's, it's case by case. But in this case, I'm fine with it. Yeah. I think it would be a lot different if it was a team, you know, a team atmosphere, a team sport where they're you know, playing under the flag, you know, in an individual sport where a lot of them are playing for them, you know, playing for themselves. And yeah, it's but they always do kind of play under their flag, right? Like even if you, I like the little bit I do know about Wimbledon, they like have their little flags next to their yeah. names. Yeah, it is an identifier. But, um, you know, some of the players have offered to donate their, you know, winnings. And I feel bad for the athletes. They get the short end of the stick. But, yep. you know, who else I don't feel bad for, though? Who? Kamala. And why is that? Because she now is losing. <laughs> another senior staffer to a job outside the administration. Um, you know, we talked about, I talked about a second ago, the song graduation, as we go on, we remember just feels kind of fitting right now. Again, for this moment here with Kamala's chief chief of staff, the top staffer, this is the person who takes care of the boss and leads the entire team and is the 12th person to quit on what is truly a mass exodus out of the Biden-Harris situation, but certainly the Harris part of the administration. And it seems like they cannot get off the Titanic fast enough in that office. Yeah. And, you know, this is this is sort of noteworthy because Tina Flournoy has been named in reports of the toxic environment. She has been one of the people that some, you know, folks under her have raised as contributing to the environment that has gotten so much attention at this point. So, um you know, the fact that people have complained about her throwing her under the bus, you know, you wonder, I I almost wonder if this is one of those situations where, you know, part of this is an effort to clean up. Like, I'm curious to see where we go from here and what the reports are. If, you know, in a very tense state, difficult political climate for Democrats, if there is a sort of a kumbaya attempt to bring there's not going to be there's the VP's no. office together. Or, no. you, know. The, you know what'll happen? They'll do what they did the last time. There was a slew of bad coverage about them where they all had a party over at the VP's house and they all had to fake smile and take photos together. And they kept tweeting like, we are having so yeah. much fun. Nothing says I'm having fun, like forced merriment. Yeah. Like if you listen, it's hard to work in an administration, but this many people jumping this quickly in considering it is senior staff, which is like supposed to be the heart and the structure of your office. No bueno, yep. not good, not good for the Har Biden Harris team. Certainly not good for the Harris team. I don't think that this will slow down any of the negative stories. And I look forward to whatever their forced merriment is next. Yeah. Cause it's going to happen.
Yeah. Yeah. It'll be an alumni event next, really. Like, by the time there will be. It'll just be the There's not gonna be a reunion. Yeah, I mean from here on out it's just gonna have to be reunion. Someone's like, is anybody working there? And the hand just, no hands go up. Once one lonely guy and it's uh the, the first second guy, dude. It's that one guy who was like, I I, I love, love my, my job. job. <laughs> that one tweet. There was a tweet a few months ago where when all of these bad stories were coming out, when some I think he works on the advanced team, the travel team for setting up events when the vice president travels and it's him sitting at his desk and he's like, I love working for the vice president of the United States. And it's like forced merriment, forced supportive tweets. Yeah. It is essentially just forced people there to have to continue to acknowledge that I really, cause nothing says I really love my job. Like having to stand against like a white backdrop, holding up a piece of paper that says like today is April 22nd, 2024 or 2022. And I love my job. I don't even know what year it is. I just, we're all over the place. I just went straight past most of the rest of the Biden administration. Just in my head. I just, I just fast forwarded. We are now in the thick of a presidential election in my head. There's a lot of, a lot of Kamala Harris staffers wishing they could also fast forward to the end of, I wouldn't mind time travel. Right. Just like see where this bad boy goes. Cause all of a sudden now it's 2024 in my head. Yeah. It's been a long week. I have not gotten my requisite eight hours of sleep every night. Yeah, it is a Friday. A little bit, you know, a little. We're little a little loose. extra loopy. We're on our way to a soiree to talk about how happy we are. Yeah, I have, it reminds me of Friends where where Russ or Russ Ross. God, I am a mess today. I'm fine. I'm <laughs> fine. When your voice gets really high pitched, everybody in the Harris admits I'm fine. Yeah. This is great. Yep. Just another bad uh, incident that the administration will have to spin out of. But brings us to our everyone's favorite category uh, topic of the week. Uh, who had the worst spin? Worst spin of the week. Always. It's, always com- it's a competitive. It's a competitive category. Yeah. There are a lot of bad takes. There yep. are a lot of bad attempts to make bad takes seem okay. Yep. The mental gymnastics and fortitude. Some, uh, for bad spin, it's relentless. Yeah, a lot of galaxy brain uh, talk, but you know, my my nominee for this week is uh, Jen Psaki uh, at the White House, saying they are suing to preserve the CDC's authority. They're suing the mask mandate, which had been overturned on federal transit, and uh, you know, the Biden administration really thinks it's important that at this time that we they they take every measure to protect the CDC saying they want to preserve that authority for the CDC to have in the future. So they want, want to bring mass mandates back if they so decide. And it's, it's one of those, one of those things where like the ship has kind of sailed on Congress on this, right? Like the Senate already in bipartisan support wanted to overturn the mass mandate, but you know, got to give it to the unelected bureaucrats. Oh, nothing as swampy as the unelected bureaucrats trying to hold on to the land that they usurped the rights that they usurped. Uh, to give themselves more power. It, it, yeah, I mask mandates, ridiculous. And the White House, and they volleyed it so many times. Like, oh, the DOJ will see if they want to sue. Oh, we're going to wait for the CDC. CDC says, well, we need time. Oh, we're going to now go and tell the DOJ we want to sue so that we can keep this power that we don't even constitutionally have. Yep. Um, God bless it. Well, that is some, I mean, to try and have to spin to say that mask mandates are forced because of this is uh, because of this non this non-existent power is pretty bad spin. Pretty weak, and not the first time the CDC's tried to expand their uh, 
you know, the, they had the eviction moratorium. Like this is this is a similar thing where they that that is an organization that has routinely overstepped its boundaries. Totally. And, and uh, you know, trying to do the job that Congress like, should be doing. They're like hungry, hungry hippos. They're just gonna keep going in and taking more of those little white marbles into their little bellies as they can until there's nothing left. Great game. And oh, great game. Were you a shoots and ladders, a life? Uh, hungry Hungry Hippos. What was your like? Hungry Hungry Hippos was big. Uh, Candyland was big when I was mm, very little. Oh, love Candyland. Solid game. Um, but yeah, <clears throat> a lot of lot of lot of more obscure games. Oh, jeez. You're in there. I, I, this explains the Shania Twain issue we ran into the last podcast. Yeah. When yeah. we finished the last podcast recording, I made everybody sit here for like ten more minutes, and we just played Shania Twain music. I got a real education. I and I like gave the reference. For Shania Twain's Man, I Feel Like a Woman video, which is an iconic video from the 80s that apparently nobody else knew. I just, and also Britney Spears spoofed it in a Pepsi commercial in the early 2000s. How do we not know these things, people? Everything connects. That's what I learned. All roads go back to Britney Spears <laughs> yep. is really the headline This podcast. It obviously, is always going to go back to Britney Spears. But My worst spin of the week is the White House trying to spin their way out of the fact that they have earmarked $790 million to groups. Is that a lot? I mean, it seems like a lot, right? I mean, I don't make $790 million, but it seems like a lot. Uh, with ties to senior Biden officials, this shouldn't surprise anybody that they are trying to tie government dollars and make sure that they are feeding their favorite groups, but the way they're going to have to spend the mental gymnastics of no, these are the groups that were best associated with making sure that they got 790 million of taxpayer dollars of everybody's dollars is unbelievable. Yep. And it's, it's not really enough in this case for the Biden administration to do what they did and spend and say, you know, the, these individuals had recused themselves from these specific instances, like their presence in the administration like they came from somewhere. They came from somewhere notable. They came from these organizations directly. Mm -hmm. It's really hard to say, well, they're they're abstaining. But like people, you know, people know that. There, there's a familiar familiarity with that organization. And, you know, this is something that certainly happens all the time. But when it happens to something as especially obscure as like these vaccine development small NGOs, like, you know, it it is especially shady because a lot of these organizations you know, taking on a lot of new importance in the COVID age and certainly receiving a, a lot of money. It's, it's, I think it just, it raises questions and Rodney Davis congressman uh, mm -hmm. brought this up and, you know, I think it's, I think it's good. And I think the more congressional oversight we have on this, uh, the better. Well, all that, right? Like all that money that went out on COVID relief, quote unquote, COVID relief that didn't have like specifications on it or there weren't any limits to like how it would be allocated in a lot of the ways they just went out. I mean, it, that That's ridiculous. And then Democrats want to spend more and more and more on top of that. It's unbelievable to think that. So I, uh, I can't wait to see more and more of the kind of insider wheeling, dealing, disgusting swampiness from uh, Joe Biden and co. It's one of those things that flies under the radar. You know who's going to get a, get the next year mark? Who? The bunny lobby. Bunnies. Just because of how great the Easter bunny did for Joe Biden. Bunny lobby. Yep. They're going to be like, you know what? We like bunnies here. 
bunnies prevent international incidents in the Biden administration? Bunny lobby has been pretty powerful. A lot of, a lot of makeup testing, not on bunnies anymore. Well, and also there's a giant one at the white house. (laughs) (laughs) That helps. That helps. What are you looking forward to Christian? Um, so flying under the radar slightly, obviously we've been talking a lot about gas prices on this podcast. And frankly, everybody in politics has been talking about gas prices and inflation and how that, uh, you know, has been hard on a lot of Americans. And uh, the American Petroleum Institute's Climate Committee last month agreed, essentially uh, drafted a proposal urging Congress to adapt a carbon tax, which is one of those situations where uh, can't kind of believe nobody read the room on this one. Maybe this is not the best time to make uh, oil even more expensive, and especially a proposal that would be likely passed on more towards consumers than some of the companies of which they are members. So to kind of see how this goes, there's been a lot. The move towards the carbon tax has been pretty popular lately among the large trade industries as a, as a way to deal with, um, you know, the, the climate, climate change and, and the pressure that they're facing. But, you know, the timing, timing is really bad. Yeah. I would say uh, my look ahead will be on probably the fallout of uh, CNN Plus. There are going to be a lot of very disgruntled staffers, a lot of very unhappy people who really did upend their lives and their careers to go to this kind of network. Um, I'm going to be surprised to see if uh, you see more of the media try to rally around CNN, um, what their plan is, how Discovery reshapes because of the Discovery Warner Media um, purchase of CNN and what that looks like. Are they going to completely reshape the network? Are they going to be kicking people out of their hosting slots? Are they going to be canning some of the hosts that are on CNN to bring in some of the folks they brought in from CNN plus this story is not over. Yeah, it wasn't over. It still isn't over. What movie is that from? Christian. Oh no. Christian. It wasn't over. It still isn't over. The notebook. Okay, I've seen. Uh, I've seen it. I'm just. Oh uh, my god! That one. That one it's lost. A, it's the iconic scene in the movie when they kiss in the rain. It's oh been a my while. god! It's oh been a really long time. my I god! I just. I can't believe this. Sometimes the way things happen. I'm here. really failing the pop culture segment of this I mean, podcast. I mean, and I will throw in pop culture anywhere. Will I last longer on this podcast than CNN Plus? <laughs> yeah, I know. We'll find out. <laughs> Stay tuned to next week. Actually, one other thing that I actually thought was a great internet moment was the Border Patrol Union tweeted a photo of the bunny going at, like, shepherding Biden away, and they said, wanted one Easter bunny. We need someone to guide our border czar to the border. She's over a year late reporting for duty. I was like, yes. That's good. Way to nail it. Way to take advantage of the moment. Way to make fun of the president and the vice president in the same breath. And... Use everybody's favorite giant bunny. Yeah, that's very efficient. It's like great. It. Good. It's good comms. So what else, Christian? Anything? Nothing here. No? No. Pretty quick and dirty Friday podcast from us. Yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll get back uh, get back a little bit closer to regular order next week. Yeah, a little bit. We won't record until Tuesday next week. But we'll give us we'll give but us But it'll some time. be same day delivery. We'll give us some time to to read all the this is my story from CNN Plus articles that will likely pop up this weekend. Oh my so. gosh. I told you. I told you it wasn't over. It still isn't over. Gah. The notebook. The, yes. <laughs>
We did it. I am here to educate the masses <laughs> on needless pop culture references. I've got plenty of them. All right, folks, that'll do it for us. Quick and dirty here on a Friday to get you through, give you some highlights, give you some news, talk about what's going on. We look forward to talking again next week. More ahead. We're excited. So rate, review, subscribe. Join the fun. Join the conversation. Shoot us a note if you enjoy this episode. If you want to hear about something, we'll be around. We're here. We'll be here next week, too. We're coming back. Christian, Not going anywhere. Christian, no one can hear your nods. Every time. Every time. I'm not jumping it. I'm supporting. I'm supporting good podcasting. You, know? you are. This is good podcasting. Just you and me. It's great. I look forward to it, folks. Thank you again for joining us on this episode of the Tagline Podcast brought to you by Tag Strategies. Rate, review, subscribe. We will be back next week with more fun, more banter, more conversations. Thank you, everybody. Go get them. Goodbye. Go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills.